welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Well, it's probably a good thing for all our listeners that our YouTubes don't go up live because I don't look the best. Hi, I'm well, you look fantastic. Welcome to oh, thank that's nice. Hi, I'm Adam. Welcome to the Six Again podcast. <laughs> I'm Jared, and Adam. I'm just trying to prop him up. He's cooked. Mm. He spent the last four days. Was it four, three day? It was all Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm. at a Bucks party. Plus his brother's thirtieth on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And he came home today thinking he's going to be having a day off to rest and you know hang out for a while. And what happened today, Adam? No, no, I knew I was going around to my mother-in-law's. I was just helping ah. some gardening, but end up doubling up on a delivery run, which is all fine. I just didn't realize how much more it'd take out of me. And I got home at <laughs> a two-hour break. And it just wasn't enough. But tonight will be good. And um, I wouldn't do it. I'd do the same thing all over again because uh, Matt got a great weekend. And we usually don't have them this big, but um, because they're a bit local, can, instead of going away, we had to fill it in with a bit more stuff. Um, where we'd usually be traveling. So anyway, it was good fun. Um, actually got a, I'm not going to say a fair bit of footy in, more footy than I expected to see. Um, but yes, maybe not as much in-depth analysis as we usually would, especially with the last five games. Yeah, so I didn't have anything on, but not much on. I went to... Um, Kieran's, uh, Kieran's, Kieran's hey, ber- Kieran. Um, 30th birthday. Hey, birthday, yeah. Kieran. Yeah, people, people know him. Turn the big um, Rio. Yeah, you old fuckies. And um, because I'm not 30 yet, so I'm allowed to say that. Hey, Adam. Okay. He, he's a young <laughs> fry, I reckon. Nah, he's old. You've got, you're all old. Yeah, um, I got to watch some of the games. There was... It was a weird weekend because there was so there was a lot of beltings. Um, one definitely surprised everybody, and there was a lot of games that people just did not care about because of what they didn't matter <laughs> to the final. So, look, the full credit to the players in those games are awfully competitive, but bloody hell, they were bad. There was, there was some, yeah, I think a lot of players when that siren went off just went. Oh, I can go Thank see something. God. Yeah, like I'm gonna get yeah. out of this bubble. I'm gonna touch everything and everybody I can. <laughs> Just go out and have as many pub meals as I can and do yeah. all that. Go, go see their girlfriends on the side for a while. You know, usual stuff. Bloody hell! I'm gonna start. Oh, yeah, some stuff hasn't even happened. So there are some news that came up. The biggest news that came up and it got announced. Oh, it's officially signed off this afternoon. We're going to announce last night. Kevin Walters has been named the Broncos coach, finally. So, I particularly had a lot of doubts about Kevin Walters. 
not not about his coaching ability, just because of the fact that he's you know been rejected from five separate clubs, including the Broncos, in the past. Um, yes, but Broncos. Throughout the whole season of their struggle, they finally got the wooden spoon, by the way, on Friday night, which everyone loved. Everyone was all over that. Um, but Broncos, the settled year that they ha- they've gone away from the previous culture of where Broncos were for the last 30, however long, 30 years, 33 years. Um, now they with hiring Kevin Walters, they jumped right back on the middle of their Premiership winning successful culture with mm. bringing him back because he's won six premierships, I think four at Broncos, two at Canberra. So that culture shift is a retiring player after a game making it all about me. But I don't mind it, Adam. I don't, he, he had fun at the last thing of his thing. He, he was Are we talking about Darius Boyd kicking his freaking football. Yeah, I don't mind it. Whatever. Who, I wouldn't have mind if it was in the change room, but anyway. Nah, but why, well, it's something that's never been done in a real football field in front of millions of people. Why not? Yeah, it would have been a good use of that microphone. Apologising to their fans for being completely shit ass all year while their coach took the brunt of the... Yeah, well, I don't... I, I, I don't... We, we've ripped... This, is, this podcast should be the shit house history of the Broncos. I just thought it was the wrong wrong time and wrong moment, wrong place to do it. But anyway, it just oh, that's a shift in the culture. Yes. That wouldn't have, let's just say that wouldn't happen at Melbourne. But what I was saying was that Broncos have been saying that's the reason that they've been losing because they've gone away from that Broncos winning culture or mm-hmm. Broncos culture. Um, now Kevin Walters has got no excuses. Because that's what he's champion. There's been the head coach for Broncos, so he's going to bring that back. Do you reckon there's so, more pressure on him starting from last and there would be, say, they finished ninth for the third season in a row or something? No. Nah. No. Nah. Finishing, uh, how Broncos fans reacted, how everything got, everything looks like it's getting cleared out, how everything went down this year. Um, I think they're going to make a lot of excuses for him if he doesn't. You know, turn around instantly, which we will too, because we've said all along that you need three years to get the team you want. But the reality of it is the Broncos supporters have been, you know, and the power brokers or whatever you want to call them, been saying the whole along, the Broncos culture, bring back Kevin Walters, he'll bring it right back and, you know, stuff like that, which I think is the pressure on him because... That's how smart. I believe he got Pretty the job. Pretty smart he, by the club. Oh, Gives well. them an excuse if things don't go so well. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, is he going to scapegoat? And, yeah, I, I think he has a lot. I think he, he doesn't have much to gain if they do well, just because of the fact that everyone expects him to come in the top eight now next year because he's, you know, bringing back that culture. Mm. But he's got a lot to lose if he fails. Yeah. And then it'd be interesting which way Broncos go because, like I said, they've been championing the fact that it's a culture thing and we've got to get back to where it was. Now they've got to bring Kevin Walters back to bring it back. So I um, hope he does well because he'll get crucified if he doesn't poor bastard. 
Yeah. I um, yeah, hope it does well for Kevin's sake, but in the other yeah. things, the coaches put themselves in these situations. This is what they do for a job. So, mm. um, it'd be interesting how much he actually knows of if it's, you know, that bad of a like disease within Broncos that he just. Does he know that now, or is he going to walk in and like two months ago? What the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> It'll be yeah that's a good point. That's going to be real interesting. And um, with regards to the Queensland Origin coaching position, he'll obviously keep that for this year's series. Maybe and, not. Oh, he, of course he will. With like no, no, because he said a couple months ago that he would look into stepping down because it's such a big job. He's got to get started right away. Yeah, no, he won't do that. And if that happens. We, we can just make, with everything that's happened this week, with injuries and people pulling out, pretty sure we can make New South Wales probably $1.04 favourites, at least. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to yeah. get much by sticking around, I guess. Um, <laughs> QRL said he can do both. Um, however, they said that they would let him go if Broncos asked them to, which I would assume they probably will, considering the size of the job. Um, yeah, that could be something that'll come out even within the next. Well, see, we got to find out in the next couple of days because going on to more news, Freddie Fitler announced five players in the train-on squad for New South Wales, yeah. both the Trevojevic brothers, Cam McKinnis potentially debut, Payne Haas and um, Tyson Frizzell. You'd think Queensland would be doing it soon too. And well, the they would if they had anyone to name. <laughs> well, they would because Cowboys and Broncos got knocked out. That's true. So they would have and Titans oh, so. as well. So you got you know Fodawaka, AJ Brimson, most likely getting to get easy at least in the run on spot. But that's my point. Like I figured they'd be naming it at the same time. Is is the delay? Well, New South Wales because- usually do things a day early. And there's well, no actual set date that they had well, to put by. Yeah, but it just seems like should they be doing it now, or should because should they be waiting for? Um, I'd say the, the players would know to be already. Out. And then on top of that, like does Paul Green go straight into Origin to start naming his squad, or is well, the heavy well, favorite? Kevin Walters will stay coach? It's too much upheaval. I don't think he will to go. I, I honestly don't think he will. Broncos won't make any difference. Uh, we'll see in the next couple of days, but it is, it's just interesting, that's all. But, and I'm, I'm, yeah, no, he's been doing too much work on that this year just to throw it to the next person. And Yeah, but all the work he's gone. <laughs> he would have had a team a month ago and at least eight of them have been ruled out since then. This is true. <laughs> Like all the work he put in, all the you know the talk, all the stuff he's got, it's gone. It's all gone. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's <laughs> series, right? This will be this will be a bigger upset if Queensland won this series. Oh, it'd be huge. a bigger upset than ninety-five. Oh, yeah, ninety-five or 06, either one. No. Um, gee. yeah. It, it is insane. Look, what's the list for feeder homes? Oh, we'll get to that. That's oh, weeks away. It makes me um, happy. Yeah, well, you do have to get it handed to you. Otherwise, you guys don't win. Uh, Did we get handed to us the last two years? Yes. 
Fuck off. We had a nice slider and <laughs> we had we had <laughs> <laughs> And we know uh, had no Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, and Steve Mortimer. No, we're never in the same team. Jesus. Cam Smith actually gave an interview this week and um, it was interesting to see because it was the first week of the finals, all the captains would usually be here, be there kicking the finals off and instead this time they all zoomed in. Um, and obviously he was asked questions with regards to the timing of his retirement call, rah, rah, rah. And uh, he said, don't have anything for you. I'm still surprised by the curiosity and stuff. Um, like there's an actual timeline. Uh the decision could be made next week, could be made grand final day, could be made post-season. There's no timeline on when this has to be done by. But he did say it would be different if Bellamy or the Melbourne board had said, we need an announcement by this date. They haven't put any pressure on him. Now he said, it's just the media making all this sort of stuff. And they brought oh, big surprise. Britain, you know, Britain Smith stuff and all that. He's like, He's talked to Harry multiple times this year. Harry's committed to Melbourne. This is Cameron Smith's words. Harry's committed to Melbourne next year. Um, all that sort of stuff. And then they propped him up on the Bellamy stuff, which obviously there's talk now about, well, we didn't just touch on the Kevin Walters role, is the only way that they were going to offer him a role is if he accepted a babysitter or a senior ah. advisor to him as a coach. Because he's got no experience as an NRL coach. So there are ideas that Bellamy on board from 2022 to be the senior advisor for Kevin Walters. Um, or, but we do know there will be a coaching position above that of Walters who will be advising him on decisions. Well, what, that, that's another thing that makes, oh, it makes me curious. What, what's wrong with him? Like, honestly, what is wrong with what, uh, Kevin Walters that five clubs reject it and when he finally gets the thing, we're like, you can coach, but that guy's going to look after it and look over your shoulder. he's never coached tight. before. Neither has a lot of people. Craig Bellamy, at one point, did not coach before. Yeah, but they came He didn't get a babysitter. Routine ranks. He didn't get a babysitter. No. Wayne Bennett did not get a babysitter. But he had a babysitter his whole coaching thing. That's what happens when you're an assistant. But it, it just, I just, no, I've, I've, I've never seen that before. I've never seen something like that. The closest I've seen was Phil Gould a couple of years ago at Pembroke. And you look what happened there. He went through three coaches. Yeah. But I've just never, I, I don't know why. People keep doubting Kevin Walters. What's wrong with him? Who cares? Oh, do you understand where I'm coming from, though? No, I do. But I think every club's got this. It's just this is the only one dumb enough to make it official. And well, who, who's the coaching director? Okay, who's the most recent coach put on like this year? Oh, Adam O'Brien. Who's the coaching director at Newcastle? You reckon? Know. You reckon Adam O'Brien? They would have went. Here's the coaching grade, but Adam O'Ryan said, I want a babysitter. I'd there's say no baby- that coaches take the job knowing that there's someone who's always going to have the number one call of whether they say or go. And it's yeah, not that's the CEO. A, that's the CEO and the general manager. They won't be CEO. So. There'd be someone oh. else involved. Always. Like, 
What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll leave it alone until next year. I just, I'm just curious. That's all. Why do they feel like they, he needs to, a babysitter? I don't know. <laughs> it's the biggest club to coach, and he's never coached, whereas most of them have been at least assistant coaches. He's been assistant coach under Bellamy and Bennett. Yeah, but not for a while. Like last, and he's the current Queensland representative coach. Yeah, but that's more. I'd say an Origin coach is more like an Origin manager because there's not much. That's true, but I just like his resume suggests. You know, he should be left. And then you act on what he's maybe. Maybe the club was going to put that in regardless of who they signed. It's just like a scapegoat sort of surefire backup backup thing saying we possibly have to what but we're doing and we are gonna have a completely new board and to... a new coach. I know it's weird, but it's, know, it's, it's at the same time. Fucking strange and we, we won't know what happens till three years down the track. I just don't know why they people keep doubting him. I don't know. He hasn't won as a coach yet either. Um, <laughs> he's won two premierships as assistant coach and won a premiership as a storm in the 20s coach it's different to being head coach that's one of the best resumes you could ever have like <laughs> there's a point where you let him go with diapers to be honest yeah oh, if I was the Broncos I wouldn't have made it so public public yeah. I don't know if they chose to make it public but they didn't also make a good job of hiding. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I really, really hope he does do what he does well because he just won't recover from this. To be honest, oh, I know it'll be does. a one and done deal if at all. Yeah, and it's so sad because he's a nice bloke. Yeah, um, staying on coaches, Peter Gentle, the interim, now gone. Broncos coach and Matt Elliott have been signed by the Dragons as Anthony yeah. Griffin's assistants. That's a good signing. Yeah, that completes their uh, coaching makeup now. If you jump on their, their website, they've got a breakdown of all the positions um, and the people that are in those. Um, Matt Elliott hopefully is as funny as switched on as is on Grand Sam commentary for rugby, uh, for rugby league. On the weekends, if you haven't heard him, he's very, uh, he just throws random stuff in there in between, like, the call. Is it useful stuff? Oh, some is. Some are just, like, uh, quotes, slang. Um, yeah, it's hilarious sometimes. And then other times it's just, like, what? why do you say that? And the commentators, like, pause for a second and keep going. But anyway. Um, he just him and uh, Ben Iken have been do- no, not Ben Iken. Him and um, Anthony Minicello have been doing a online webinar business success sort of series um, uh, with regards to mentoring and leadership and all that sort of stuff. So maybe there's something involved there that they believe a lot of the young guys there might need. That could be a link to it as well. Um, two two games on the weekend had new rules trialed and he's already come out and said it's a it's a success and it could be implemented straight away into 2021 just like the nrl to trial something for a week and throw it in full time it's brilliant um i guess the big one was the awarding of tries and then them being checked over um 
before the conversion takes place and the stats that he used. I haven't checked this, but I'm assuming he put it against the longest game of the weekend. The two games that had this new system where the referee would just award a try if he believed it was a try and they'd have the possibility to check it in between were the Broncos and Cowboys. So in that one, there were nine tries, three referred, and it was 97 minutes long, the game. The Warriors Manly had 14 tries, five more tries, but only one referral of 14 tries. Whole game was 95 minutes. Hmm. You compare that to the Raiders and Sharks, which didn't have this system in place. There were 12 tries, so two less tries, but they had eight referrals, 110 minutes. So there's a 15 minute Mm -hmm. difference in the game time. Um, the fact that the 14 tries ref felt 13 of them, they could just send straight up try. Whereas the Raiders sharks, they're a bit iffy. Like, Oh, you should probably check that one. And uh, that's a pretty big difference, 15 minutes, but it's also yeah. a two game sample size and only compared to one other of the games. There's still another five games, um, notwithstanding in that evidence there. Uh, I doubt, well, I'm not even going to say they will. They won't trial this in the finals either. And they don't really have anything else to trial it in before next season, unless Q Cup or something kicks off early. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much more on that. Yeah, I don't give a shit. (laughs) No, as long as it's getting the right decisions, there's less bunker, we're all happy. Uh, we've already mentioned New South Wales have done their prelim origin side, so we're not going to recover that. All right, Judiciary. Queensland takes another kick to the nuts. Val Holmes is out for the first <laughs> origin game. Did you know that one? Yes, and I had a big giggle today at work. Yeah. Banned for a shoulder charge. I'm pretty sure backs don't shoulder charge anyway, but... He could afford it. Many out for two games. He's taken early guilty pleas out for one game. Luke Thompson's pleaded not guilty to eye-gouging James Tamo. Um, the match review committee watched it and decided he has a case to answer, so he's off to the judiciary Tuesday night. Max King was referred straight to the judiciary after being charged with a hip drop, drop tackle, which looked pretty bad. I didn't even know this was a thing till a couple of weeks ago, but after watching, I'm pretty sure they've been in the game forever. There's a new tackle every single year in rugby league, I reckon. Yeah. Melbourne teammate Tui Kamekamika is also in danger of being unavailable for this week against Parramatta for dangerous contact, but it looks as though he'll be missing anyway with an ankle injury. Um, so he may as well see, like, uh, he's going to miss a match for judiciary. It looks like he's going to miss two matches with an ankle injury. So. Either way. Uh, King and Kamikamika have until midday Tuesday to enter a plea. Uh, Ryan Madison will be right to play after entering a guilty plea. Uh, Adam Dewey will miss the start of next year. One game for an early plea on the shoulder charge again. And Sean Kepi and Jazz Tavega will both receive fines. Uh, let's have a look. That links into rest of the origin, I guess, with regards to injuries. So Cole Felt is going in for surgery, even after a hat-trick against the Broncos. Uh, Michael Morgan's out injured, as is Moses Embi. Uh, well, 
we know Tim Glasby and Ethan Lowe are both retired. Uh, David Fafita probably won't be there. Well, won't be there for the first one, probably won't be there for the rest of the series either. But the big one out of that judiciary-wise is Val Holmes. Uh, casualty, Ryan Sutton looks as though he'll be out for the rest of the season. Two to four weeks minimum with MCL damage to his knee, which is a shame for Canberra because he's been quite consistent pretty good. And that's his, that's his second year in a row, too. He's missed out the five. Granted, last year was a eye gouge, so that's why. But Ricky Stewart came out and said that, you know, he came back sort of pre-season raring to go, raring to re, repay the, um, what happened with Canberra. The players, his teammates, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Was that him, was that him doing the eye gouge? You know, I thought that was Hudson Young. Oh, sorry, yeah. Okay, so he was injured last year. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. He was injured last year. He couldn't make the finals. This year, there's been a hell of a lot of injuries. He's stepped up. He's played really well this year. This year. Yeah. And um, Ricky Stewart's very disappointed he can't take part in the final series. Upside for Canberra, George Williams, John Bateman, Jordan Rapana, and Charles Nicol Clockstead will both be back this week, uh, as will Josh Dugan and C. CSC for Talakai for the Sharks. Brian To'o should not require any... Uh, didn't require scans on his ankle injury, so he'll be right. Jake Friend is a chance to, Jake Friend is a chance to play this week. Uh, Satili Topanua also has to pass concussion protocols uh, with Jake Friend. Tui Kamikami, we already said that. Delphinukin's still doubtful. However, Vunavali, Tino, Basamawali, Kevin, Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi will all be back. Parramatta, back row, Murata Niakore will be back this week. And Dylan Brown will more than likely return in week two of the finals. And Lachlan Fitzgibbon should be back for the Knights as well this week. So no real new injuries picked up over the weekend, bar Ryan Sutton. More an update of who will be back for the teams in the finals. Now, before we recap the games, signing news. Manly confirm a one-year signing of Kieran Foran. And with that, a release of Danny Levi, Brendan Elliott and Tony Williams, all of who will not be re-signed. Hasler's pointed to his experience Kieran has done it all in game from winning premierships to playing test football for New Zealand. I think that premierships one was what, 10 years ago by next year. But anyway, um, his knowledge of the game will be invaluable to all players in our squad. Yeah, for the four games he'll be on the field. Um, anyway, West Tigers, Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence have both left the club. Um, and on top of that, the West Tigers have also released Elijah Taylor, Matt Eisen, who Dylan Smith, Robert Jennings, and Oliver Clark. Um, while Harry Grant obviously returns to Melbourne. There's a few, Sydney, few decent pickups in that little list. Yeah, I'll take Matt Eisenhuth, please. <laughs> uh, South Sydney have extended the contracts of utility Bailey Sirenin. Damn it. An outside. Nah. <laughs> oh, shit. Masters. This has just been a great weekend for Maryland. Uh Adam Blair's retired after a 15-year career, and if you haven't seen the Warriors, gave him a massive, massively passionate hucker before he uh, left the field. Jamal Fogarty have locked up. Oh, jeez, Gold Coast have locked up Jamal Fogarty 
through to the end of 2022, which is a really good pickup. He has been really good um, considering the circumstances he came in. Manly have agreed to a three-year contract extension with Taniela Paseca. That'll take him through to the end of 2024. That's pretty much it. Unless there's something I missed yeah. there. No. Cool. Um, all right. Let's get into the last wrap of 2020. Well, not the last wrap. The last wrap of the regular season. That's what I Sorry. just said. No. So the first game... I feel like everybody in the rugby league community was gunning for this result. Oh, except for Broncos supporters. No, no, I know a few of them. They were like, yeah, okay, we deserve the wooden spoon. Um, yeah, after this game, it came out that it was still mathematically possible for them to lose a wooden spoon if Bulldogs lost by 188 points. They tried their hardest to lose by 188 <laughs> points. Just could not get over the line. But, um, yeah, Cowboys 32 over um, Brisbane Broncos 16. Kyle Phelps scored a hat-trick. There's not too much to say. Drinkwater played really well in this game. I was really happy with how he's going to look good, really good next year. Broncos but, got yeah. out to a 12-0 lead, too. Yeah, um, that that's through a pain house. Uh, someone... Doddled the ball down to Payne Haas and um, Darius Boyd scooted from Dummy Haas to get it over the line. But yeah, Cowboys were just too strong. Um, and, it came, and Gavin Cooper got the final kick in the 78th minute to put it over the post. There's not too much to say about this game other than Broncos got the wooden spoon. Um, this is one of the games I actually got to watch and pay attention to the fact like the Thursday night was kind of our easy night and um, the Broncos actually looked up for it at the start and, and got off, got off to a bit of a flyer and then um, did what the Broncos have done and gave away a bunch of penalties, dropped the ball or made 13 errors, um, let the Cowboys back into it. Once the Cowboys were back into it, they looked like the better team for the rest of the game. Um, pretty much from the 20th minute onwards, they, they had it under control, bar a Corey Oates try in the 54th minute. Um, I'm just having a look here. Yeah, Tamalolo, I was just checking his metres. 250 metres, um, always racks him up against the Broncos there. Paddy Carrigan almost getting up to the 200. 189 plus 54 tackles again. A uh, very yeah. understated... Year for I him. think he'll play for Queensland this year. I think he very much will. And Cole felt showing what he would have brought to the Broncos, up to the Broncos, to Queensland uh, with a hat trick. But we now know that's not going to be the case because he's going straight in for surgery. Um, it's been said a lot, but the Broncos getting a wooden spoon. Like, the odds of that at the start of the season. Well, especially when they went, they won the first two. What would have been bigger odds, you reckon? Titans getting the wooden spoon. Uh, sorry, Titans getting the premiership or Broncos getting the wooden spoon. <laughs> I do think there would have been less chance of Broncos, especially during the COVID break. Like I said, they won two in a row. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, before the whole season. Yeah. No. It's, um, 
It'd be interesting it's if good. teams have never won the, like have never got the wooden spoon. So Manly haven't? No. Um Melbourne haven't? I'd No, Melbourne have, but that's when they got their points stripped off them. Um the yeah, I think there's like three or four who haven't. Pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah. All right. So the next game, uh, Gold Coast won thirty-six over Newcastle. Um, look, everyone's saying you know Newcastle got, but Newcastle came in underdone. The heads weren't there. Um, the it, it is true. Their heads they had a lot there, to like, play for, I thought. Well, see, the thing about it is that pe- if people watch the game, did you actually see it? Because in the first 15 minutes, Newcastle got disallowed three tries over the line. So, and one was Edric Lee, like half a stud was over the sideline. Oh, which is yeah. Legitimately, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, one was a... Aiden where it touched the ball and it went forward off the thing, Mitchell Pierce. So they went over three times in the first 15 minutes. So I just think the Titans played a man. The Titans played really well. They were a really good attacking football. Their forwards ran up the middle really well. Like they, they had so many unknown forwards in their squad. And Newcastle, you've got to say, had a more predominant, like more, a better forward pack, really. And they'll run over the top of them. And Brint, and then you throw Brimson in that, and you throw Taylor. Oh man, well his Brimson yeah, individual so, try far out, man. Like yeah, and he, you know, and he ponged he ponged the knights. Sorry, he ponged the knights on that. Yeah, like, so yeah. It's a ponger to school. And that's the thing, like Ponga, Ponga's a freak, but he couldn't have stopped that. No one could stop that. No, no. Like, like Brimson was just on fire that night, and. As a lot of people said, if there was a proper round season, you'd, you'd put money on Gold Coast making the eight over yeah. definitely Cronulla, probably yeah. over Newcastle if you look at the game result. But yeah, no, I'm not saying Newcastle. Okay. Newcastle played bad, but a lot of that is the way Gold Coast played because that was really good. I love the like, fact that I think I, I, I messaged you and um, Kieran. Um, so we've got a little uh, a group, just the three of us, and so uh, I think one of you said like they look like they're the new warriors. And I, th- I said they they have the confidence of the warriors. Like they they'll throw the ball around from their own twenty, but if things aren't working, they've got a structure to fall back on to get things back yeah. on track. And I think Fogarty and um, I said Fogarty, Brimson, and Taylor seem to have been given the same freedom that uh, Robinson gives the Roosters playmakers. You play what you see first, switch to sides, do what you want to do. If it's not working, fall back on our structure and uh, get things back on track and then try. And you can see that. Like some sets, I'll just roll through the middle. And then other sets, um, like the, uh, who was it? The Brian Kelly in and out to send. um, Oh, yeah. Gone down the, no, 20 meters out from their own line and, they didn't score on that play, uh, but the confidence they showed to do that and the Ash Taylor breakaway. Um, yeah. For, yeah. I, I just, I, I really like, because, well, we, like, as Adam said, we were talking about the group chat. 
that was the first time I really sat down and watched Gold Coast because it was just a, is this a good football team to watch? Like, yeah, oh, as a Newcastle fan, I wasn't even, I was like, oh, righto, this is fun. Um, obviously, I'll say different and the same thing happens this weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, as a Newcastle fan, I'm telling everyone right now, don't rule out Newcastle this weekend either. Because they do have the team to pull a lot. I think they've got to make some changes. I think they've got to bring Tex Hoy in at six. Mason Lino's is too slow. Yeah, he and looks slow, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's very he's not a, he's got the short stumpy legs. He's more of a like break tackles, like explode and then slow down kind of thing. The player, yeah. more, not more of a yeah. So I think they've got to get rid of him and. Um, Next year they'll have another centre because Tuala is just too slow. Unfortunately, two defensive reads aren't there. I don't believe. But look, we're not going to spend too much time on that. We'll cover that in our pregame on Saturday. What Jared's saying, there's just like there's just as high a chance next week that the Knights have that score line against the Titans, and then if you had that week again, this the score could flip again. Like Knights can put thirty six points on. A lot of teams. It just depends what nights rock up. And well, see, that's what I'm hoping for right now because we go win, loss, win. We got belting, flogging, belting, flogging. Like we belt, we we belt someone, then we get flogged. So hopefully we belt South Sydney team. But yeah, talking about beltings and floggings. So this game, no one saw this coming. If anyone put fifty points plus to South Sydney, all the more power to you. Do you know, but do you know what the coolest thing about this game was? Uh, oh, sorry. South Sydney won 60 points to eight, as if everyone doesn't know already. Yeah. Um, the, coolest thing of, the coolest thing about this was, so on the Thursday night, Cole Felt jumped ahead by three tries over Alex Johnson. Yeah. In the highest try scoring. But this game, Alex Johnson scored four tries. Five. And... One of them where he was just backing up and there was no Roosters players in there and the team knew it, so they gave him the ball. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah and um, he got a, he, he won the highest try score, which, you know, they reckon he's been in the top three for the last five years, just never got it. Yeah, we got So that. good on him. Um, and you'd it was think five it, tries, not four, guys. Was it? Okay, yeah. And you'd think, you know, you think about that, in the middle of the year, South Sydney wanted to offload Johnson. Yeah. So, he proved them wrong. He done the right thing. Um, for this game, I see one thing out of this game is if I was Penrith supporter next week, I'd be fucking shitting myself. <laughs> I would be petrified because there's Trent Robinson. He looked pissed up in the change room oh, yeah. that whole game. He had a stone look in his face. And look, He's not the kind of guy who's going to go around and wake him up at 4 a.m. the next morning after the game and flog the shit out of him with fitness. He's just going to go millions and millions of video. He's just going to leave no stone unturned. And those yeah. players, he's going to bring back, I think, Manu, Lindsay Collins, and I think a Morris twin next year. Yeah, because like, we know the Roosters rested three players, but... It's sort of they wouldn't have changed that. Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Kiri. Yeah. Uh, Flanagan, Hargraves, Friend, Takiaho, Cordner, Tupanua, Crichton, 
um, Sonny Bill Williams, Nat Butcher. Like, they're not far off. They're, they're, the only people that are going to yeah. come into that are Joey Manu, a Morris brother, and... I think there's someone else. Is it Tupanua? No, he was there. Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins. So, yeah. Um, there's no... And, look, that might have been the reality check Roosters needed. They might have been going, like, coast a little bit. Because they're winning pretty comfortably the last two months. So maybe that's the reality. And, check and the Rabbitohs had two tries to them. Yeah. So I, I, there's no way in hell people should be writing the Roosters off. Oh God, no. Isn't it? And the fact is, the fact with the history saying there's no team who's conceded 50 in a regular season and gone all in the Premiership. This is also a team who won back to back for the first time in 30 years. James Tedesco so, had 234 run metres. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm not riding them off. No way in hell. And I actually think this is going to make them stronger. And this is not taken away for anything, South Sydney. Cody Walker was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. He can win you a game off his own back if you wanted to. Problem is, he's got to keep up that level for 26 or well, 30 games a year. That's the problem. Well, when, no one's going to get that level, but no, no, but like, you know, he's got to because he can do it. He 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 has the power and the ability and the talent to do what Jared Hayne did in '09, and now he brings oh, the leadership yeah. of his own. Yeah. But that's the thing; he's got to get in that mindset for the next what? Yeah, four weeks. He's going to win four games for him in a row. So the um, team stats: Alex Johnson and Adam Reynolds scored forty points between them. That's so cool. Yeah, so I'm just um, I'm really hoping that. Uh, All right, well, but I, I, um, I haven't seen thing, but... I haven't seen a team. I'm not even going to say against the Roosters. I'm just going to say a team making another NRL team's defense. Oh yeah, looks so bad. Like yeah. oh my god, like they were doing the most basic sweet plays. Yeah. But they were doing it with such precision time yeah. and angles and speed that they were making Josh Which, Morris go, what? I mean, if you, if you got Josh Morris in two different minds, one of the best defensive centers, or if not the best defensive center of his generation, it everything Rabbitohs did would just look perfect. I, I, I think for that reason alone, that I think the Roosters are going to come with their heads on next week. They have to. Just because, just because of the fact they were made to look silly, and I don't think they like that. And considering they're going to be versing Penrith next week, and you put Penrith and Rabbitohs points together from this round, um, yeah, it's 100. 102 points compared to the eight that Rooster yeah. scored. Yeah, uh, so I just, I, I, well, I, yeah, compared to the eight that the two teams they versed scored actually, because Canterbury scored none. Uh, uh, like, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not writing off the roosters at all. I'm just saying it's extraordinary. I, I could see them be getting beaten, but I didn't see them getting beaten like this. Because we both picked yeah. them just saying, yes, they're resting players. Yes, Rabbitohs are full strength. But the roosters are good enough to be able to rest three players and still beat everyone in this comp. No, that's right. Uh, so I we just, still expected roosters to win, but we could yeah, both see I, Rabbitohs winning. Well, I, I, I tip South Sydney. Did you? For my little... Yeah, for my plan oh, to go yeah. right. I did oh, yeah, that's right. I need a South and Para to win. 
Um, yeah, but the thing about it is, so I I have I I, I theorise that this is going to piss the Roosters off and they're going to demolish Penrith on Friday night. I had a question for you. Do you think South Sydney's peaked from that? Or do you think they can get better? I think, think that's their... That. You, you, well, okay. Do you reckon they can... You know, maybe take it a notch or two down, but do you reckon they can keep that up for the next four weeks? Because this, remember, the week before, South Sydney got beaten by Bulldogs. Yeah, and then the week before that, they absolutely smoked... Another one of the top teams. Who was that? Yeah. So, I'm, I'll just get it up now. Uh, no, they 26-24 over Tigers. No, not that one. And then the week before that, they went down 22-16 against Melbourne. And then they beat Para 38-0. Yeah, that one there. That was the so, one where we went, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, that many points. We, when you and the week before it, that, and the week before that, they beat Seagulls fifty six sixteen. When you think about it, they're close to just as inconsistent as Newcastle are. Yeah, but they're, they're already being. Yeah, but they're put. They're attacks better, obviously, but they're winning one, and then they're getting flogged, and then they're losing a close game, and then they're flogging someone. You know, what, you know what I'd be. You know, I'm picking up on that more. They're playing their best games against the best teams. Well, good thing for Newcastle because Newcastle are not the best team. Mm. So yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll go into it more on Wednesday. Night. I just reckon that I'd be worried if I was Penrith, and I'm questioning if South Sydney compete. But look, I I don't have high hopes for Newcastle this week. I just know that out of every situation that could have happened. Newcastle are in the best side of the draw for us to progress into the finals. Yeah. So I'd rather play, you know, South Sydney than Canberra. And in the second round, I'm assuming we play Parramatta. I'd rather play them than fucking Melbourne or Roosters or Penrith. So. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so next next game. Um, Spain. Oh, yeah. Talk about another spanking. 42-0. Um, congratulations, Penrith, on getting the J.J. Gilton in shield. I know everyone on this podcast very highly doubted this could happen, but here we are. Congratulations. Yep. My words. Humble pie. Yeah. Um, it, from what I understand, we're going to actually get to watch this game, but Bulldogs didn't even come close. Nope. Um, and Pembroke just showed where they're at. I'm and actually... And this is going to sound... And kick out. Yeah, and this is actually going to sound a bit mean, but I actually thought it could have been higher, to be honest. Like, with how both teams are tracking along. But, yeah. Um, Thank you, Carrot Holland, for playing your last game for our club. Hmm. Um, what else is there to say? Like, you come up against a team that's resting their best second row at Best second rower attacking option in kick out. Uh, a boom rookie who's an absolute athlete and a fullback who ties it all together for him and still gets banked 42 nil. Um, playing for literally nothing, but like they, 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 there was a chance where they could have been playing and not get the wooden spoon. And 
that's a hell of a lot of turnaround that would have had to happen for them not to get beaten 42-0 if the Broncos had won. Like, do, how much of that was in the back of their mind? Oh, we can't get Wooden Spoon. Sweet. Let's just uh, not lose one. Well, like I said, they tried their hardest to get 188 points scored against them. Even with a new coach coming in next year and a couple of signings, there's a hell of a lot more that needs to be done at this club to um, have them pushing. Uh, I guess for the Bulldogs' end of their season, bright spots, if there's going to be any, would be Raymond Fatal and Mariner has been a, a good player for him for the majority of the season. Um, I'm looking at the rest. There's been some other players that have had some bright spots. But they're literally spots. Like uh, Adam Elliott, I guess, would be the, the most consistent of the forwards when he was on the field. Uh, I think Jackson would be ahead of him, but yeah, they're kind of they're yeah, pretty well. Ja- a consistent Jackson is going to win you a game. They're clones. Yeah. It's been a pretty disappointing season for the Bulldogs, apart from the one thing that they get to cheer about, which is the Broncos' demise. Um, that's with Cleary missing three kicks, which he doesn't do very often. Um, so, Penrith, they've just been absolutely outstanding. Um, damn well coached, bringing together a lot of young talent with yeah. a small number of experienced heads to get the well. Yeah, well, that's what we talked about a lot of times ago. So, I, I put it to everyone at the start of the year that Broncos are going to do well for their young team. Um. That theory was right, but it's just Pembroke. Like, Pembroke just got such a young, versatile team, and they're all good players. Like, the unearthing of Stephen Crichton in the centres, he's just going to get bigger and faster. And then, you know, Jerome Luai had some doubts on his start of the year. He's been incredible. Um, right, so, oh, really and Brent Naden are both dead yeah. finishes. More um, than- and then, you, you know, you've got Dylan Edwards and Caleb Aikens. Very both NRL standard fullbacks. When Charlie Staines, in. who can't even get in yeah. the team now. Like, they've all just played well. And then you add, you know, the experience head of Tam- uh, Tamo. But I think the biggest thing that they've got going for him this year is Coruscant. He's that old head in the middle. He can make 50 tackles. But um, other than Smith, he's probably the most creative hooker in the comp. Yeah. And he does make those 50 tackles. He's super fit. He's got a, he's quick in the between the ears. He's just all over it. So um, good on Pembroke for doing well. I hate saying it, I really do, but it is what it is. They just it is what it is. They get. Now this was the first of the games where there were a big number of players rested, and we were looking into this one, going, "All right, who are we going to pick?" And I ended up going Raiders based off the fact that Sean Johnson wasn't there for the Sharks. And you're looking at this Canberra team and there is one of their back seven who's a regular starter and yet they put up 38 points. Yeah. And with Cronulla, the reason we didn't pick them was because Sean Johnson, because we said Sean Johnson's 90% of their attack. They still scored 28 points. Mm -hmm. Which is... I didn't know it was 90% of their defense too. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus So there's a yeah, couple of late so. changes here for the Sharks And Teague Wilson and Braden Trindle Coming in at hooker in second row um, But You're looking through the Sharks team There's a hell of a lot more experience At NRL level um, 
but it's also in saying that there's a hell of a lot of untried uh, partnerships, talent. talent. But it's the same same as the Canberra team. There's a lot of these players who don't play these positions with each other in a week to week basis. Um, and just going off that, you'd still expect the the Sharks to have done better, especially as a home team. But Canberra run out 38 to 28 winners after being up 24-10 at half time. So an 18-14 second half to Cronulla, but Canberra with the goods there, which sets up a first round battle for Canberra against the Sharks again. Uh, the difference though for the Raiders will be Charles Nickel-Clock said comes back, Jordan Rapana comes back, George Williams comes back, John Bateman comes back. Yeah. And for the Sharks, you've got Dugan and uh, Talakai coming back. Yeah, and Ramian. Yeah, and Ramian. The other big difference is next week's game will be in Canberra. So, yeah. uh, it's... Canberra lose Hodgson last year and they keep winning. They lose him again this year. They've got no Bateman and his other ones. But they seem to still be able to well, win. Tom Starling. The odds quite... quite Tom Starling probably scored the contender for the try of the season this year. Uh, that game, he you know went rip rip through the middle, put a chip kick in, beat like three players to the ball, and yeah, he was really good that game. And we said it last couple of weeks. He's just been he's a lot more quality than um, Havili, I reckon. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. He's, he, He's going to be a player around for a long time. And it depends on Josh Hodgson. But, you know, there's a chance they might lose him because there's a few... Like, Bulldogs would fry with a guy like that, I reckon. Yeah, Manly. Well, oh, yeah, you... World-class hooker. Sorry. Well, that'd be someone you guys could pick up. He'd do really well with Foran and Cherry. Oh, wait, Foran's your hooker, isn't he? Oh, yeah, sorry. Unless they know something about Mane SV now that we don't. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he goes in for a little scoot. All right, next game on the rack. Jared, off the rack. What's that one? My phone's dying. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, I'm watching that Tom Starling try again. It was the... See, we're freaking on the ball. It wasn't Manly because that was Sunday. Oh, Tigers, Eels. Oh, yeah, so... 28. get to watch this game. Eels um, the Tigers. I know, I know that. Um, this came down to conversions. Yeah, I know. Tigers did everything they can. Uh, Parramatta did everything they can to blew it, blow it. Yeah. Which sat, which I was annoyed about because I needed them to win. But um, yeah, so Parramatta came out winners, um, locked their spot at third spot, I believe, and yeah, yeah done really well. So they were down by twelve with. Um, basically 30 minutes to go and scored two tries in the, well, one the 65th, one the 72nd minute, both converted to pretty much snatch, snatch this one from the Tigers. Uh, Adam Dewey only kicked one of five conversions, which proved to be, um, that proved to be telling considering it was only a four point game. That's including a penalty goal that he did kick. Uh, Blake Ferguson got the Eels off to a quick start, but West Tigers hit back straight away through Tommy Talau. And then it was kind of try for try. 
um, until the Tigers added on three straight after the break uh, to kind of blow the game out. It was 24-16 uh, at that stage. Four, eight, uh, yeah, 16. Um, and then Eels scored yeah 12 points over those last two tries in the last 15 minutes. Um, Parramatta aren't winning back any doubters. Nah. They still just clunking along, doing what they need to to win. And we've given them credit for that in the past. And I guess we'll continue to do so. But they're now versing the Storm in Brisbane. Yeah, and Storm have got 12 players coming back. And I, I've been defending Parramatta for the last two months, I reckon, since they started this slump. Um, they better pick up their shit in the next couple of weeks or not because I'm hoping Newcastle play in two weeks. But they they made the top four for that first, like, like 13 rounds, I reckon. And then they kind of limped the last seven to make the top four. So, um, and this is the time of year for them to do better, but they're not showing anything right now. Like, they're really not. And they're coming up against the Storm next week. And while Storm did have a loss this week, um, even the players they brought in, like it was literally a no-name squad against a very well-known Dragon side, and they still almost got that win. So it's not yeah. like Storm are lacking for depth either. And do you know, do you know what Storm did? And we'll touch on this more later. Pappenhausen went on the bench for the last 20 minutes of the game. He wasn't injured. He just got rested for the last 20 minutes. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, so the next game. Uh, oh, Adam, you want to take this one? This has been like the end of the worst second half of a season I remember for my team in a long time. That's saying something. Uh, Warriors blowing out Manly 40 to 28. Uh, another defensive, not, uh, catastrophe for the Seagulls, remembering they were coming into this game averaging 34 points against um, over the past, I think, was it six weeks, eight weeks, uh, which is disgusting, disgustingly bad at this level. The Warriors, Adam Kieran getting a career hat-trick, Alicia Katoa scoring twice, and as a set-off game for Adam Blair, I guess they couldn't have played any better. Um, 26-14 at halftime after Manly had gotten away to an early lead. Uh, they're up 10-0 after, what, eight-ish minutes. And then Warriors scored always do that. the next 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. We've done that quite quite a lot lately. Oh, game's over. We're up by 10 after 10 minutes. Yeah, not, not so much. Um, Avis Miski coming in, the Manly side, scoring a double. Tanlo Paseca, Corey Waddell, Ruben Garrick, Brad Parker. Um, and the Patrick Herbert also getting a double for the Warriors. You've got to give it to the Warriors. They've, they've done above and beyond what most people expected of them to do. Uh, we thought the first two games after the COVID restart was going to be what their season was going to look like. Absolutely shocking. And then they have just battled and battled and yeah. got win after win after win. And have finished in a very respectable position on the ladder. 
Um, only what a win outside the or two wins outside the eight and tenth spot, which is bloody fantastic. Two points above where the Seagulls are down in thirteenth. Um, yeah, good on them. Um, we talked about it a lot. Any team that had a chance to whinge and bitch, um, and as we said earlier in the podcast. A lot of the bottom eight teams, when the siren went off, just would have taken a deep breath out and went, thank fuck, this is over. Guarantee you all the Warriors players would have said that with a lot more emotion than any other team to see their season done. They were just... um, Yeah, as Adam said, they fought through all the bullshit. Um, Special credit goes to two of us, a Sheck. He um he wasn't he get to, yeah, but the thing is he he didn't get to see his family this entire time with all the rest of them spent time with their families and he was and the captain he was a captain he had no one well yeah the team but no family there his wife and kids he had to watch his first steps of his sorry his child's first steps over the video over live streaming um and he did the right ball. I wouldn't have done it, but he did the right thing and he stayed with the team for that last week where the Warriors and the NRL personally asked him to if he wanted to go home and get his start his isolation earlier in New Zealand, but he didn't and all the more credit to him. Um, brings the end to a very disappointing season for Manly. Can't say that I'm shocked. We've talked about the signings Manly have had and the people they've let go before, so we're not going to go over that. Uh, Dragons and Storm were the last game of the 2020 regular season. Uh, this was the... I named last episode Who Dat with regards to who the hell is that, especially with this Melbourne Storm side. Um, very few known names. Sandor L, Paul Momorowski and Ryan Pappenhausen kind of being the start and end of that list. And they were up 16-12 at halftime, the Storm, but uh, Dragons ran them over in the second half with three tries, all converted by Zach Lomax. Not enough to push his way into the New South Wales extended squad. Uh, misses out with Tariq Sims, Paul Vaughan as well. Um, I agree with Tariq Sims. He hasn't done anything Yeah, all I'm just, just saying names. Yeah. Um, but Matt Dufty with another me. double. Zach Lomax with another try. They've been their two best players all year. Uh, Tyson Frizzell with a double as well to finish his season um, and, and career, I guess, with the Dragons. Well, not, not I guess. Finish his career with the Dragons, his last game with the Dragons before moving to Newcastle next year. Um, couldn't have been a better way to go out apart from not being in the finals. Um, and unfortunately, because the Dragons won, we have no, nothing from Dean Young this week. That that grabs their headlines, unfortunately. Oh, no, there was. There, there was? was. There was a, there was a, did you watch it? No. Nah. No, nah, it was good. He's like, um, yeah, we got the win. Lucky Puppenhausen can't kick, though. He <laughs> wasn't a goal co- No, Nico Hines. Oh, either way, that's what he said. And it was just great because he... He realised that if it wasn't a goal kick, and he wouldn't have won, so he said. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Um, talking about positives. Dean Young, he actually, I don't know if we talked about it, he signed with the Cowboys as an assistant coach. Have we mentioned oh, did that? he? Yeah, oh, he signed with the Cowboys assistant coach. Um, him and Todd Payton will actually be, <laughs> it'd be a good combination, I reckon, because as we said, Todd Payton, you know where he stand with him, and Dean Young, you definitely don't, you know, definitely know where you stand. So Ooh. it's going to be a very honest time up in North Queensland next year. Oh, I'm looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to it, actually. So there won't be any. Any excuses or anything like that? I'd be very surprised if um, Josh Maguire survives with the attitude he's got with those two around. Yeah, no shortcuts taken up there. Uh, yeah. Again, I feel like this is a broken. Another disappointing season for the Dragons. Uh, missing out on the eight again. With that win, they do jump a couple of spots in the table in the last week. I know that because Manly dropped the other way. So I think we pretty much switched position. I oh, know. Dragons went up one, uh, Eagles went down two. So, Dragons finishing in 12th position. So, the end of the 2020 regular season. Um, we'll start at the top. So, our finalists for 2020, Penrith Panthers in first position with a five-point gap in the end. Uh, Melbourne Storm in second place, followed by Parramatta Eels, Sydney Roosters, Canberra Raiders, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Newcastle Knights, and Cronulla Sharks round out the top eight on 20 points and we did what do we say to get eighth position we're looking at 22 so yeah. there you go we we're two points off that one um, oh how close were you to your top eight? Oh yeah we forgot to keep changing them eh i don't know yeah no but we still we did write it so i reckon i was i think i i, I got the order wrong but i was well up there I don't know. Book. I've got like three different books on the run at the moment with this thing. Ah, great. I can't get it out. Oof. I have a feeling as though I didn't have the sharks in there in the end, even though I started with them in there. So there okay. So. Sorry if this. Oh, Jesus. I didn't, even, I didn't even have Pembroke in it. So I had Roosters, Para, Storm, Raiders, Cowboys. Newcastle Rabbits Manly. Jesus. So I got I got one point for Roosters, one point one point for Para, Storm, Raiders, Knights and Rabbits, and I get extra points. Oh no, I don't. Okay. I was gonna say I get extra points for having Knights and Rabbits in the right positions, but I've got Knights at six and um, rabbits at seven when it's the other way around. So I got four. I got six right out of out of eight. So I just missed out on Pembroke. Oh, and here's mine. Cronulla. Missed out on Pembroke uh, and Cronulla. Oh, well, this is the most updated one I could find. Roosters, eels. Storm. Oh, I had them the wrong way. Rabbits. Manly. Ooh. Raiders and... Oh, sick. Damn it. Cowboys and Knights. So I had six as oh. well. I was, missing the, um, I was missing the Sharks and Penrith. Yeah. But I think oh. after like um, the second or third round is the last one we found. Doi. And yeah. Oh, all right, guys. Um, I'll go to the bottom, mate. Titans, 
Uh, biggest improvers, obviously, this year in ninth. Warriors in 10th. West Tigers in 11th. St. George, at tw- St. George Dragons in 12th. St. George Illawarra Dragons in 12th, sorry. Manly Seagulls in 13th. North Queensland Cowboys in 14th. Canterbury Bulldogs in 15th. And the historic first wooden spoon for the Brisbane Broncos. Dead last on a for and against of negative 356. They average 13.4 points a game. Not good. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, I think that's it. You got anything else? That's all. That's Have a look at for all platforms and thanks for listening to us. Wednesday night will be a big one. We're going to have a few Ooh. ideas about the coaching. We've got to preview all the finals where you're actually going to spend a decent amount of time per game. We're going to start putting um, out Delhi M um, yeah. together, I think. So we're going to have a pretty good one. It's going to go for hopefully not four hours, but when we do say it's going to be short, it usually goes on for a bit longer. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a pretty decent then. show. Really want to break it down. All right, guys. See you on Wednesday morning. Thursday morning. morning. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.